Hello, welcome to Reframing Mindset Podcast. We are clear minded of the thoughts that are preventing clarity. Practice my speech, among other things. Episodes range from informative knowledge to funny stories about my experiences, and in the future, maybe include interviews. So subscribe and enjoy. Episodes drop every other day. Yeah, Kali, you are going. Welcome, Aki McIntyre. Otherwise known as Jackie. So, before we get into it, let us get into two things that Aki is known for. So, he's a Grammy nominated trumpeter and a fellow Compre alumni. So, welcome to the Refrain Mindset Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, you know, Colin. Thanks for having me. All right, all right. So let's get into the interview. So, you know, from what it seems, it seems like you're a trumpeter from bird. So let's start here. Or you got into trumpeting? <laughs> I wouldn't say from bird, but you know, it's a learning thing. Well, um, for me, when um I was deciding to go to high school. My brother was already a part of the school and the school band. So I really had an interest from before getting into the school. So that is the reason why I chose Herbert Martin as my choice. Because I was saying, yeah, man, we must get into music. The only reason why I got in school is for giant band and be a musician. <laughs> so when we go to school now, them me want to play drum. Because me, I say, yeah, the drums, you know, the girls, them love the drummers there, but thing. And then me, I say, yo, them now have no space for drums. So them put that instrument in my hand named the French horn. <laughs> and that now, you can't find them thing they part stage, Joe. You might hear it in a movie or two, but yeah, it's not it's not a popular instrument here. That's it. Yes, at least we want to play. So time went by, you know, two years, I learned some other instruments. And then by fifth farm now, grade nine, not fifth farm, third farm, sorry. Third farm, I decided to say, I'm going to play the trumpet now because they need a trumpet player in the section of the band. And then at that time too, I joined a marching band. It's called Heights Marching Band in Farm Heights, Rose Heights. It's right in the intersection of there. So that is where my trumpeting started in grade nine. All right. So, you know, we meet up at Compre, you know, which is otherwise known as the work master, but we were in different classes. So tell us about the primary school days. What were you like and what, well, you kind of hinted at what, what made you choose. Um, Herbert Morrison. So I guess the question is, tell us about the primary school days up to coming to Herbert Morrison. Ah, my primary school days, you know, started from the beginning of coming to going to primary school. I went to a school called Barracks Road Primary, which is on Barracks Road in Montego Bay. Um, 
I was actually, I didn't actually start um, primary school at the same time, you know, you'd have got grade one and then grade two. I started primary school at grade two. I was at a prep school before, at Supreme Prep, and then I, I transferred into the school. So, you know, at that time, I was a very quiet person. I didn't speak. If I didn't know you, I wouldn't talk to you. That's, that's who I was at that time. But, you know, public school is, you know, everybody will have to dry out and, you know, give me to you, make fun of you, so you have to kind of become outspoken and thing and, you know, talk for yourself. But I would say the teachers never really, they weren't really fond of me in class because I would always be knocking the desks. And you know, so me I make beats and them little thing there, but <laughs> yeah. But uh I would say all in all, I was a good student, you know, I did my work. You know, I wasn't really interested in school anyway, but I was a very good student as far as I remember. So you made it into concrete. So how did you got introduced to the music club and how has that been going from an amateur learning from well-seasoned veteran to becoming that veteran teaching some youngins yourself? Right. Um, as I mentioned before, it was my brother that kind of, you know, turned my interest into music. So I met all of his friends in the school at the time, they were in the advanced band. They had two, um, three different bands at the time. They had the beginner's band when you just come to the school and start to learn. Intermediate, you probably get there by grade eight, grade nine. And then they have the advanced band. So they usually go to the festival, the JCDC festival yearly and thing. So, you know, going there and practicing with that spend lunch times, you know, like, most of the lunchtime, we'd have spent it practicing. And then right before we go back to class, we'd have eat some food and then go class. But, you know, when you eat food right before class, you kind of get a little drowsy. So, <laughs> and then look at things there. But anyway, you know, I would say it was a very good experience because it, it taught you a lot of discipline about, you know, discipline yourself to do the things that you need to do at a you know, at a specific time, getting yourself ready for the next band practice and even class because they were, they, you know, they always wanted you to perform well in class. So the, the teachers wouldn't have anything bad to say about you when you needed to do like a performance on the road and them kind of things there. And aside from the band, as at a high school, remember I said that I was a part of a marching band and that too was another set of discipline that I had to get into because it was like a military style of playing the instrument. So you'd have to march in line, everybody playing together in time and, and that thing. So it was, it was a lot of discipline that kind of set the, the, the trajectory that I am on now. So um, I would say it was a it's a really good start. I had a really good start in music. Start in music. Uh, right, right. All right. So how was country school wise? Country school wise. <laughs> you know. In terms of 
in terms of the school or in terms of the teachers are all in one. Outside of the, outside of the music club, you know, you have normal class and thing, you know. So tell us about that aspect, that part there. Yeah. Well, you know, as I said, <laughs> I was not interested in school for real, like, you know. I had this idea that I was going to be an entrepreneur. So I was in um, line to be, you know, another business student, accounting and them kind of business studies. So I would always, you know, do the work, you know, just enough for get me through the class. It's not like somebody to apply myself. Because if I was applying myself, I would be a, 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 an A student, as you know, because we, we were at the same math class. You know, yeah. we, we, we did our um, CXC math from grade 10. So, you know, we had the capability to be anything that we wanted to be. But, but it was just it was just the music, you know. It's just music was on my mind. That's it. Yeah, well, I remember going to corporate or whatever day, man, them they are born. I know I make it, you know, I can rest around um, like the January drone March period when I practice. Nobody now come at class again. That everybody are practice for some big days. Yeah. Exactly. We are practice. We are practice reggae man. We are practice for for play for the prime minister. We are practice for them little events, events. They play at the, the hotels and them kind of vibes there. You know? <laughs> so it was always just music for me. The school was all about building um having my dream of being a musician and playing music. You know. Yes, sir. So what did you study there and what was the experience like at Comsi compared to Comsi? Because you know, I know from outside experience it's more free. Human usually have more freedom there to be their best self and all those things. So tell us about the Comsi experience as a listener that has never went there and asked you asking you about how Comsi was like. So, what did you pursue okay. there, and how was your trumpeting? Given that you're not playing for the Herbert Marshall Music Club no more. Well, um, when I went to that school, I went there to pursue an associates in business studies at the um, at the Montego Bay Community College. Um, I would say it's a really good school. If you're planning on sticking to that field that you went there to study, you know, because there's a lot of things that you wouldn't necessarily get at um, at a high school. You know, obviously, it's a college, it's a bigger institute. They have a lot of uh, different facilities. They have very good labs. They have a lecture theater, which is not, you know, present at a high school. So in that way, there is, what I say, as you say, it's a little easier because now you have a big batch of students, all of you working together to achieve the same degree and thing. You know, similar to high school, but in a different way because now it's not CXCs now, it's just passing courses after courses to attain your degree. You don't have to have an international body come in and accredit your things within the school. 
and it is accredited throughout the nation you know and i think it is i think it is um in caribbean as well if you have a degree from that school then you you should be able to work anywhere in the caribbean might even be overseas in america um as it relates to my trumpeting uh i would say by year two which is is a two-year program anyway so year two i was having this feeling of not fitting in you know i don't feel like i belong here i was feeling like boy really i now do what i want to do when i feel happy and as me say you know i wasn't a bad student i was a very good student all the teachers really loved me you know they always looked out for me but i had this one teacher called uh, mr antoine him said you see you you're gonna be a star <laughs> so me i said you know why i'm seeing at me all me used to do was come a class with my guitar and i I play my little long, long um, strings and thing, and you know, even at the lecture theater. So you know, my interest was not there. The interest for for that program was not there. But I would say I, I learned a lot of skills that I am applying now in terms of the the courses that we had, like marketing and all of those little things, community um, customer service. You, you learn all of them little things there. It's a part of the course you have to learn. It's psychology, all of them little things there. So, I, you know, it's higher learning. You can't really beat that. But anyway, I had this feeling, as I was saying before, and then my bridging, what I went to Herbert Mansa with, told me that, he had a band and he wanted me to be a part of the band called Six Points Band. I mean, I said, yeah, that sounds like what I want to do. So I was saying, I'm going to leave this program. When, when we're done with this program, I'll just go straight into music. I'm not going to bother study this. As I told my parents that, you see, this degree, this degree is for you. Now it's time for me to do what I want to do. So I stepped out of that and decided that I was going to continue in music so I could get back to my trumpet playing and thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, oh. Right, that's it? Yeah, man, yeah, man, continue, sorry. <laughs> right, so what, uh, what were you doing from Comte then until now? Because from your social, I've seen you have meet a lot of people, played on various big events, namely Reggae Songfest. We can talk about that, how you got into Reggae Songfest and all those other things that we're doing from LF Comsey. All right. Well, as I said, I left from um, um, Comsey to Edna Manley. So when I went to Edna Manley now and I was there traveling along, you know, there was some financial struggle. So I wasn't able to finish in school, but thankfully I met a lot of connected people. So I had the opportunity to work with one of the, the, he's a legendary musician, you know, his name is Dean Fraser. He, through the, um, the, the, he was like a liaison, somebody who plays trumpet, who says that 
I should be a part of his team. He had said that he wanted me to meet Dean Fraser so we could be working together. So that is where in 2018, is recently started, like the last four years, is when I really started to pick up some traction as a great trumpet player. And, you know, people wanted me to be a part of their production and them kind of things there. So um, it's from the meeting of Dean Fraser, as I said. The first session I did with him was for an, um, an album for like an Appleton Estate tour that they were putting on with various artists with Wayne Marshall, you know, you name it. I think Romain Virgo was on, a de- on one of them as well. Uh-huh. And Dean Fraser was a featured artist as well on that album. Yeah. So shortly after that, there was a video shoot that I had to do with him for an international music foundation, basically. They call themselves Playing for Change. So they go all around the world and record different, different musicians, you know, probably they record a bassist in New York and then they go to Cairo and record a guitarist and then they go to Japan and record a vocalist and then they compile the music together and then they put it on YouTube and, you know, generate, um, I think it's a charity program. It's basically charity. So I had the opportunity to be a part of that. You can look it up on the on YouTube. It's the, the 50th anniversary um, of Otis Redman in um and playing for change. The sitting on the dock of the bay and another one with Bonnie Wheeler, which is called Soul Rebel. But you know, it it I would say is a really I would say it's fascinating how you can just be there trudging along, you know, saying that you want to do something. And then the opportunity presents itself and you represent yourself well enough that somebody is willing to carry you into the heights of the industry. Because I left from being a nobody to learn to, to meeting all the big acts, you know, as I said, from Shaggy to, to Bojo Bantan to, you know, I recently yeah. did something with Chan Paul just the other day. Um, it's, it's just been a lot of meeting and connecting with people over the past four years. So, Trumpeting 101, what is the importance of a trumpet player in the music group? What does it add to the overall music and also individually? Is is trumpet a viable instrument? Well, trumpet is one of those instruments that really stands out you know it's, a, it's an instrument that can't really hide especially if you're one of those trumpet players that play really bright you know that 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 triumphant fanfare sound that you, you can't meet you know if that is not there in the music depending on the style of music because you have to when, you, when you're talking about where the trumpet fits in you have to remember the style as well you have them tunes like you know um like stepping out that is that is steel pulse and then you have promised land with dennis brown them tune the trumpet sink as you know it militant is a very militant instrument but you know over 
a period of time of getting used to being a trumpet player and knowing where to fit in. You can sound like a saxophonist. It's, it's, it's really the player that defines the sound of the, the horn. You understand what I'm saying? Because trumpet tends to be a bright instrument, but depending upon who is playing it, they know how to play it brightly or how to play it dark enough to fit in with a reed section, you know? Um, and as it relates to being a, a viable instrument, I would say, yeah, you know, it, it, it really is up to you and where you see yourself as a musician, you know, where you would like to see yourself. Would you like to hear yourself on records? Would you like to be playing on stage? You know, it's, it's just a, a little focus that you have to get in your, your mind. You have a picture of where you'd like to be. You don't know exactly how you're going to get there, but you're just walking towards the direction that you think will will take you to your destination, basically. All right. So what are the basics of becoming a trumpeter? Where can I get one if I'm in Jamaica? What should I look out for in buying a trumpet? And then after I buy it, what are the parts of the trumpet and what does, what does it what what for does? All right. So remember, give me the first question again. <laughs> So where would I, where would I get one if I'm, what where would I get a trumpet if I'm in Jamaica? What should I look for, look out for in buying a trumpet? And then after I buy, what are the parts of the trumpet and what does each part do? All right. So where you can get one? There is this store called Music Mart that is in Kingston and South Avenue. I think they're the only. One of the only um, music providers, like music instrument providers, equipment. I think there is, I don't, I'm not sure, but there's another store in Montego Bay. It, I don't know if it's still El Paso, but El Paso used to have that same thing. They, they sell music equipment as well. Um, what should you look out for? Mm. If you're just starting out, there is, you know, everything starts with like a beginner horn and it might be a little more difficult to play as time progresses and that is when you know that you're making progress on your instrument because if you're playing a beginner horn and it feels easy to you it means that you know you're not growing yet so i would say it's good to go through the paces of getting a beginner instrument and getting through the levels and progressing forward to an, um, a professional level horn. Because as a beginner, you don't want a professional level horn because you don't know how to use it properly. You'd like to start from a beginner horn and you take your time and work your way up to that. And um, the parts of the instrument, well, it would be good if there was like a visual presentation but, you know, I'll just give you a rundown. Basically, you have the main part, the real meat of the, the matter is the mouthpiece. Without the mouthpiece, the trumpet barely has any use. You understand what I mean? Without that, you can't really play it. So you have to have that mouthpiece. It's a, it's a silver-like uh, mouthpiece. Usually comes in 7C. That's the common number that everybody uses at first. 
And then now you have the main body of the instrument. So I'll break it down in parts. So you have the mouthpiece receiver. That is the part where you put the mouthpiece in. And then you have the lead pipe where you send the ear through the horn. And then you have the tuning slide. I'm just moving along as the ear passes through the horn. So, so you have the mouthpiece, mouthpiece receiver, the lead pipe, the main tuning slide, which leads around to the, the third valve, which is the you play with your um, ring finger. Third valve, basically pistons. It's like a like like a car. It have pistons. Well, go up and down. Basically, is that? But it's ear that you send through the pistons that changes the pitch of the instrument. And then you have two other, three other tuning slides for each piston. There are three pistons mainly on a B flat trumpet. And then after you exit the the, the um the first valve you will enter the bell. The bell is the part that looks like a bell. You know, you can't miss that. And then that's basically all the parts of the instrument. All right. So as a musician, you know, this is my personal opinion. But, you know, I described in one of my previous episodes that it's, to me, it seems like a cesspool industry. And the reason why I say that is that, to me, it, it does as an individual trying to make money, you know, as an artist, it has evolved since its inception. And by that I mean the same way a person got famous in music, but then is the same way now, which is through record label. But you know, that's my opinion from an outside listener. So as a musician, all right or wrong am I with that statement and clear up any misconceptions? that I may have on the aspect, you know. So if I'm a mu musician now that say, yo, I want to go in and make money for myself. Like how you say, I want to be an entrepreneur. What are, what are the behind the scenes that, you know, people don't realize, say, yo, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So I would say that you're half right and half wrong because now you have a thing called social media. So now... A man don't necessarily have to go through a distributor or a marketer to get them song out there. You understand what I say? So the yeah. average man will have access to a bigger demographic, depending upon how many followers they have. You understand what I say? So yeah. back in the past, though, there was a thing now, if you're not working under a record label, as you were saying, you no one would know that you exist as an artist. Because now there's no one pu pushing funds into marketing your song or recording it and releasing it into the wider world. Um, right now, I would say the, 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 the introduction of social media into the music industry is also is a good thing, but it can also be a very bad thing because now you have a lot of mediocrity and ill-produced music being released into the world you know as you can hear there's a lot of violence being perpetuated throughout the society especially in our de demographic every day we get you know is another tune about is that a man is shooting a man or how much girl him can get who you know who who, who bad mind who and and that long kind of um i would say it limits the level of expression 
that used to exist, you know, in this um in this time, you know, it it, it has it has de um degraded the industry in that way. So as it relates to that, that that cesspool, I would say that is where the cesspool is. But um, you know, getting famous now is a little as now you have more people in a community, you can always link with them and say, Oh, you know, let me put on Instagram, check out a tune. Yeah. If you know this guy named, you know, Asher the guitarist, he was a part of my band, but he's basically now a dancehall guitarist. So he's basically playing over covers after covers after covers. You know, he's the first one to do it. And yeah. he has marketed himself on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and has been booked for shows. So I would say it's a good and a bad thing. But yeah, moving on, my brother. <laughs> so do you have original pieces recorded of you playing the trumpet? And if not, have you considering doing that and maybe putting in on platforms like YouTube or something to get the names out there? Well, at this current time, I am working on a personal project for myself, but I have recorded with Dean Fraser on his recent album, which is called um, Flatbridge, that just got released the other day. Um, I'm featured on one of the songs called Zaza. So in that way, I have worked on original pieces that I am a feature, but I haven't released anything under my name as Okeel McIntyre, the featured artist of the whole project. No, not yet. Uh, so, um, so if I like your trumpet playing, I want to you know, get you to play at one of my events. How would the monetary aspect go? Would I pay you for time or pay you to play at the event? No, so ideally, how would you get compensated? Well, it depends, you know. It really is a subjective thing. Because if you want me to play for two hours, then we'd have to sit down and, and talk about how that two hours would go, what equipment would be necessary for me to play, and them kind of things. Is it a far distance? You know, them, them things that really um, add to the cost of performing because you have to think about transportation, think about equipment rental, all of those little things add up. Um, and... As you said, time is also is is a is a is a cumulative thing. It's not just for one thing. It's cumulative. The the, the gig, the type of gig, the type of function, and the um the time slated for performance and them kind of thing. If you want to book me for the whole day, it's a different charge from if you want to book me for an hour or two or thirty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So have you ever ever did any paid gigs before? Or you know. Are you just paid through association, you know, traveling with the great um, person that's mentioned before? Oh, Dean Fraser. Um, I have done gigs on my own. Yes, I have. So, like um, some little, you know, like a Mother's Day thing, or, you know, that kind of gig. So if I want to be an aspiring trumpeter, I want to learn from you. Are you open to doing things like, you know, teaching and those stuff and how ideal would you start that process if you would actually be interested? Well, at this current moment, I am actually an instructor at the Alpha School of Music, you know, um, tutoring grass 
And um, that program is a really good program. The, 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 the thought of the program, it is it's yet to start seeking members now, seeking students to be a part of the program. I think it's fairly affordable as well, and they have scholarships. Um, and that school now is basically preparing you for the, the world of the, mu the, the music and the industry as a recording trumpet or whatsoever you decide to play. You understand what I'm saying? I am an instructor. So um, if you would like to schedule a class, you could always take my contact and we could arrange something probably over the internet or maybe, I don't know, it depends on where you are because I'm currently living in Kingston. So if you're in Montego Bay, the only option would be online. And I would sell you all the, the, the necessary material you need to get started. All right. So, um, what's your take on the Jamaican music, you know, reggae and dance are separately? We already know compared to where they are coming from. Mm. Reggae, I'll start with there. Reggae has become, I would say, Mm, a little bastardized. It, it it is not it's not a lot of original. Yo. that the music has over the years in terms of oh, that as well as in the start over from the top yeah yeah all right sorry about that so i would say from reggae reggae now has become a little bit bastardized in terms of there's a lot of external influences being added to the music that is kind of um, degrading the strength of the music, where it's coming from. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's a lot of American beats that are being added to the thing. So, you know, the originality is kind of being lost in this kind of, you know, them call this thing now tropical house, which is what dancehall is because um is being referred to in the, in in the larger world um in the united states north america you know people who listen to dancehall and consume it in a way that is not of a negative connotation you know like some of these songs what like um justin bieber is coming out with and ed sheeran you know I'm in love with the shape of you. Is is a is is a is a really a, a dancehall beat. You understand what I'm saying? But now it has become um heavily consumed in the American market, and it has been renamed to Tropical House, and that is due to the fact that the dancehall artists now are not, you know, staking their claim on the music and making music that is uplifting and positive. And, you know, it's easy to digest because our music 
at this point in time is not very very easy to digest because you can hardly hear what the singers are saying. Yeah. I can't sing one dance art tune for you right now unless it's a very simple one. It, it, you know, it's a lot of words just, you know? Yeah. It's a lot of things. It's, it's, it's some, and then there's not a lot of music to it. All of the rhythms sound the same. Everybody are playing ping, ping, pong, 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 ping, ping, pong. And it's the same thing. Same rhythms. And that, no, as we said, it kind of belittles the music and make it seem like there is nothing valuable about the thing. Yeah. You understand? You understand? So right. that is my take. All right, so learning to, to play the trumpet is one thing, but what are some other things you will have to learn to become a professional trumpeter, playing for bands, people, and events? Okay, very important thing, Galit, because the thing about being a musician, playing alongside people, is learning how to play together as a unit. You know, it's a lot of rehearsing and a lot of feeling we call it feeling it's a lot of timing you know is is learning how this man i go breathe next year when him i go say pop and all i want to say pop together you understand me i said so yeah. it's a lot of um it's a lot of intuitive um playing it's a lot of intuition you have to you have to really be aware of what you and then the next thing is discipline. And without discipline, there's no way to, to work together because if you're at the next month, then you will never be able to, you know, work together as a team. Uh-huh. Most people think that music is all about the star. But behind the star is a great band that holds the groove together and drives the music and drives the singer to the front, you know? Yeah. So without that, then the marvel and the miracle of music would never exist without unity and discipline. And another thing is called being timely, which is very important because, you know, when, when you have a rehearsal and they book a time, say they have a two-hour rehearsal from two to four, and you show up at 2.15, that is 15 minutes wasted, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. You know, yeah. So it's, it's a lot of things to consider. It's, it's all about being aware of the time, of yourself, of your bridging. You have to make sure say, all of the things them come together. Because it's really a scientific thing. It's basically physics. You know, if all of the things them not come right together, the thing I'm going to feel different. Not gonna, it's not going to sound like what it's supposed to sound like. Yeah. All right. So the last question, the podcast name is referring to podcast. So a relevant question is, what kind of mindset do you have to be in to be a, to be successful in music in general, and not specifically a trumpeter? Well, I would say it's all about being a humble person. Somebody's very. You have to be a very humble person because music is a thing where. Is a lot of personal feelings that go into your playing as a musician and, and, and a whole, you know. And if somebody comes to you and says that 
the way you're playing isn't right, then you're going to feel offended. But in reality, it, it is a business and you have to think about what he is saying as it relates to you. you look introspectively on yourself first before you go out and bash the next man and say, yeah, chat foolishness and them little thing there. You do an introspective look and see where you have flaws and say, oh, I really need to work on this. I need to work on myself. And with that attitude, I think you will be a successful musician, basically. That's all I can say. All right. You know, so, all right. This is the end of it, you know. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the Reframe Mindset podcast up here. Can take this time to tell the audience where they can reach you, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Give thanks, Colin. You know, it's a pleasure to be a part of your, your program, as I said at the beginning, my king. So... You can find me on Instagram at ja underscore keels. That is J-H underscore K-I-E-L-S. You know, on Instagram. And, you know, if you find me on Instagram, then you can message me on a direct message. And you can get to me if you need to get to me. So thank you for coming on to the podcast. Hope you're... Hope it helps to get you gain some more audience your music, you know? Because, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's of use, too. <laughs> ah, give talent. And I hope this, this podcast grow, you know, because it's a necessary thing in this yeah. time. Mm. All right, then. Later. Yeah, man. Bless, Colin. Well, this is the end of the episode. Thanks for watching and look forward for the next episode. To support this podcast, Go to anchor.fm slash cssb slash support or become a sponsor for this episode. If you have a product that you want to have more exposure, DM me on the Instagram page, Reframing Mindset Podcast, or on Twitter at ReframingP. Either way would help. Thank you regardless for, for listening and here's a preview for the next episode. And for something like that, which was this, you know? Like something I was seeing like a sixty thousand bill. I was just this next days was focusing on me just getting the podcast up and everything. So that sixty thousand light bill would show off every single thing as the light as the podcast really relies on internet which uses the light, which had to pay like three thousand eight hundred per month. Light, you know, and you know, stuff like that. So, you know. So you see, good thing to have that in place. And right? so boom. So for three days now, basically not like, and then what has happened is, as I said before, and for these circumstances, it forced me to come out of the house again and travel down down that as um down to the Negro side. And I boom, I found that found this new chill spot that I like.